Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's not our birthday or our anniversary, but today we have a special guest. Uh, we have with us today, Michelle. Hey, how are you? We're great. We're just not going to welcome Michelle today. I'm, you know. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you guys being antisocial today. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. Yes, um, we're going to get into it, uh, in fact, with Michelle. We're going to talk further about um minding your business uh she's here to give us some uh very good information on how uh, she structured her business uh, but first we're going to talk about what we've done uh collectively uh over this past week uh, we met up and uh we had a little bit of fun didn't we yeah yeah i enjoyed our little outing yeah uh, where did we go where did we go you don't remember Damn, my um, co-hosts suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to um, we went to how how do I not remember? We went to <laughs> we went to the Pond City Market. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the name of the restaurant though. It was Brezza. Brezza is that how you pronounce it? Brezza, 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 Brezza. B R E Z Z A. Yeah. Okay. So like, if you walk in from like the parking lot, it's on your right hand side all the way down. Was that what was it? on the opposite, the opposite side? Opposite end of West Elm. Yeah, opposite end of, uh, end of West Elm. Yeah. And uh, we William Sonoma. That's where it was. Made. Yeah, right yeah. outside the William Sonoma. Yeah. Across from the burger joint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty good. I like the ambiance there. Yeah, it was good. I like the fact that it was based off of the Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For you GOT fans out there. Yeah. The the, some of the menu items were uh, based off of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, the drinks were right. Yeah. The drinks, yes. The drinks, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we had a good time um, there. And what we're going to plan to do from uh, this point on is every week we're going to find a different location within a neighborhood in the city. And we're going to spend, like, you know, a month. That way we can locate different, several different spots that you can uh, probably try to hit up instead of just going one random spot here and there. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, there's only one place you can go to here. <laughs> so we're going to try out different spots. Um, have you guys done anything else in, like, real estate? Of course. Every day on Hustle. I can't help but think about Cat Williams when he's um, when he did the stand-up and he was uh, acting like he worked at McDonald's. What? You don't no, remember the Cat I Williams skit? I didn't even watch his stand-up. Oh no. I'm not really a Cat Williams fan. So, I put this out there. I'm looking for some new co-hosts, someone <laughs> I can relate to. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, so 
I was I interrupted you, Rochelle. I'm sorry. You're weak in real estate. Oh no, I was just gonna say that um I am attending my post license course for my CE credits and that's been quite interesting. It's been um fulfilling in terms of really getting the nitty gritty of the real estate in terms of real life um experiences, real world I would say, real world experience, um, versus, you know, the pre licensing course which we've talked about and that was pretty much how to take the exam and very high level knowledge definitions and things like this. Mm-hmm. But this really gets you into um, the nitty gritty of getting started, um, generating leads, things like that. So I'm enjoying that so far. Nice. And for me, so I did my um, contract class to go over all the changes in the contracts as far as the purchase listing agreement and the buyer's agreement, all the new changes that Georgia has either added or removed. So it's interesting because, of course, as we're journeying, 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 getting on our journey, (laughs) stuck with um, real estate, you know, the contract is something that we need to become very familiar with. So you get it, you're reading it, and then it's like they made changes at the beginning of the year or mid-year. Right. And it's kind of like, oh, my God, you know. So it's forever revolving and changing, which means we're going to always have to be up on our game with Thanks. what they're adding and subtracting. So it was good information. It was, mm-hmm. it was long and drawn out, but it was it was good. Go ahead and have that up front at the beginning of the year. Yeah, the it's the 2020 GAR. Yep. Um, change. Yeah. Yep. I'm actually taking that class Thursday. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, my broker sponsored it, so all the agents came. I guess that's her way of making sure everybody does it. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Make sure you show up. Like. Yeah. <laughs> but that's cool. Um, so, like I said, uh, we have our special guest, Michelle. What did you do this week in real estate? I tried to, I tried to skip that. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Yeah, everybody. Uh, thanks, Michelle. <laughs> I was, Man. I was something was about a, what everyone else ah, is see, doing. See, Your turn. I tried to run past that one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So um, this past week, I didn't take any class this week. Um, this week, I did a little bit of networking with you, Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we had a nice little uh, we meet um, down in Midtown area at City Tap. And that was pretty interesting. If you've never been to a networking event, it's um, something to experience. It's like everyone is definitely there with an agenda. Okay. No, you and have to be, though. Yeah, but it's just like, <laughs> hey, I am whatever I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you are, and what do you do? Yeah. And um, it's cool. You can make some, you know, pretty good connections there. Um, I would just say it was interesting, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I don't think I would go by myself. I definitely would need a wing person because. Wing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of wing, <laughs> our $2 bet oh, still stands. Oh, don't start with that. <laughs> <laughs> Our two dollar bet no, still stands. I didn't accept the bet. It's not an active bet. Talisha, I'm sticking to that story. Talisha. Look. So Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Michelle, uh, tell us a little bit. 
Matter of fact, Michelle, what is what was your week like in real estate? Yeah. Really quickly. Well, first of all, can we can we just tell like who are you? Who are yeah? <laughs> let's go with that. How, let's let's who let are the people you, know who yeah. you are. Um, so my formal title is founder and CEO of Truly Residential and Mortgage. Basically, I'm a real estate agent with a team from Palmer House Properties. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it now for about five years. Mm-hmm. But I have, on top of that, about 10 years real estate experience. Mm-hmm. So Seasoned. I have, <laughs> I have my lumps yeah. and my bumps <laughs> from the industry. Mm-hmm. And I've made it, so you know I'm still in it. And that's the exciting part. Right. Okay. You know, being able to survive it. Right. I don't think a lot of people understand how much work really goes into it. Right. It looks pretty. <coughs> mm-hmm. It seems fun. Mm-hmm. It is a big check, air quotes. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, but they have no they have no idea how much work it actually takes. Right. And that's what, you know, we're learning as we go along. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what the, the podcast here was created around. It was like, wow, like eye opening. Mm-hmm. for us and we were just like how can we help other people be aware you know mm-hmm. of some of the things to expect just so they can plan ahead and you know we still have a lot to learn because we're brand new <laughs> you're 10 you're 10 years in so <laughs> please um let us know like as much as much knowledge as you have to share with us uh so today we're going to carry on with um minding your business and pretty much how to structure your business um, once you've signed with a broker or um, you've passed the test, you have your license and everything like that. Setting up your business so it has a proper foundation. Um, how do you structure that? You, you've been in, in the business for 10 years now and you, you're, you have your own team that you lead. Um, and you're the founder of Truly um, Residential and Mortgage. How how do how do you structure? Um, how did you how did you structure your business like that? So, when you're first starting, you don't mm-hmm. have any money. So, you know, when I first started, it really was just, I where do I even go? What do I do? What do I need? What do I not need? Um. With, in the beginning, the way you set it up is is how you expect someone else to have it. So when I first started, I went ahead and I did a business license. I wanted people to be able to actually look me up outside of just the Google searching. And with the business license, I said, okay, well, let me get an EIN number. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and open a bank account. And in your first year... The average agent doesn't sell a house. Yeah, so I've heard that. So this is a lot of money to put up because you pay for the business license. Now you join the broker and you're paying monthly. And depending on where you go, there are fees that are up to $400 a month. Mm-hmm. So if you're not making a lot of money, an extra 200 on a business license, opening up a business bank account, which can be $10, $11 a month, depending where you go, what your return on that is going to be. Um, I first started just with that as 
business license and I was an LLC, right? Because that's what everyone tells you. Yeah. You need to do. <laughs> but they don't explain co-mingling. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. right. If you if you get the business license, open up the bank account. Right. Because the moment you deposit a commission into your personal checking, you're co-mingling. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So an LLC, you're not protected anymore. That's mm. it. Um, you know, the whole idea behind your business is that it's run separate. So if something happens to the business, they're not coming for your house, they're not coming for your car. Right. Mm-hmm. The moment you deposit a commission check into your personal account, there's no way to show that you did not use that money personally. Wow. Right. So <coughs> you have to be careful. And if you're not selling anything, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the plan is to sell. So, right. you know, to sell or buy, or even if you use it to invest, mm-hmm. you don't want to mix your money. And then when you go to file taxes, you don't want it to be jumbled because you make a mistake there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Open yourself up to so much trouble. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I started. I just sat down and I said, what does the biggest company do? And mm-hmm. how do I do it on my scale? Because right. you, it's a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we've all tried to, sh- to figure that out ourselves. Mm-hmm. But <coughs> what we've learned as we've gone along, <coughs> excuse me, is there's not many people who will sit down with you and guide you through all of this for free. Correct. <laughs> right, right. Everybody wants to get paid in this business. And um in any business in any business right any business and i i think this one i haven't been i I don't know about every business because i have not been in every business um but for this i think because of the struggle that you have to go through learning i think people who have had their lumps and bumps in life like you and and, uh, you know tenured in or whatever the case is they feel like look i had to learn the hard way so if you want to learn the easy way you're gonna have to pay for it and just nobody kind of really wanna, wants to help you out at all, for the most part, unless you're paying them. So, with that, the market is extremely saturated. Mm-hmm. So, it not only comes from that, but it also comes from what's the effort put in. Mm-hmm. Because I have a team, but I didn't actually start growing the team until maybe the past year that my numbers grew so much with the team mm. because I didn't want the responsibility okay. because what happens is you have people that are joining the team just for the information mm. versus being a part of the team mm-hmm. and I have no problem giving the information but I have stuff going on too so if you can't bother to take a second and research mm-hmm. and come back to me <coughs> and I can tell you yes no uh, that's not bad I would do this that's different. That's more mentorship. Okay. I don't think anybody wants to just give out the information. Right. Yeah. Now, mentorship is a little different. And even then, it's, it's hard to find people to mentor you. Right. right. Just because of what they have going on and also the cost benefit. Right. So, you know, when I started with the team, it was because nobody was taking the time to mentor me. So I refused to share my commission with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, you know, when yeah. I had my first deal and the person who was my mentor took 2000 something from me and mm. I had not closed the deal in six, seven months because it was my first deal. Mm. That $2,400 is like three, four mortgage payments. <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah. it's like, did the information you give me equal three or four months worth of business? No. 
Facts. So no, yeah. we're not gonna do that. Yeah. You know, so I don't have an issue mentoring, yeah. but I have an issue people pulling information. Because yeah. a lot mm-hmm. of the information is out there, mm-hmm. but if there's no effort put in, and that's for anything, right? So yeah. if you're not even right. putting in the effort to set yourself up, I don't want you working with my clients. Right. Because it's just gonna be thrown together. You're gonna look for me to hand it to you. And with any business, we get our lumps and our bumps, but we got our lumps and our bumps because we tried. We went out and we did it. Right. So we would, right. we would want someone to have that same effort put in because mm-hmm. I can't mentor you and you can't write a complete sentence. We have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know if you could pass that test. You have to bring something. Right. And the information out there is free. The problem mm-hmm. is if it's accurate and it pertains to you. That's right. where the mentorship uh, part comes yeah. from. Right, right, right. Because yeah. it's all out there, but if mm. it's not particular to your situation, then it's not good information. Hmm. Okay. That's some good, that some good. True. Right. Definitely. So with that being said, I wanted to ask, um, since then, you know, I know you said that everybody tells you that an LLC is what you should have. Mm-hmm. But have you learned and are you able to speak to whether or not an LLC or a sole proprietorship is better when it comes to real estate? It, what I encourage everyone to do is what's your end goal? Mm-hmm. And then that will tell you what you need to do. Um, if your end goal is to sell to family and friends and help out a few people, then an LLC is fine, set up properly. Um, if your end goal is to sell a million dollars worth, mm-hmm. you need to set up an S-Corp. Okay. You're going to get beat up on those charges at the end of the year with your tax returns. Mm-hmm. Now, setting up as an S-Corp is not free either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, because with an S-Corp, so the way that's how Truly is set up right now. Truly Residential Mortgages is an S-Corp. Mm-hmm. I actually pay myself a salary, what is considered a reasonable salary, mm-hmm and everything goes through the business, period. Mm-hmm. Every tax deduction, every payment I make, every bill goes directly through the business. I do not commingle funds at all. Um, but and the reason that I set it up as an S-Corp is because I would love at some po- time to have a transaction coordinator on the team. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to cut a check to someone on my team that's helping me with the file instead of us having to run through Palmer House because Palmer House is our main broker. Mm-hmm. They collect the commission and then they pay out. Right. So I would love to, at some point in time, have agents that are, you know, working with me but maybe answering the calls or, you know, helping field certain things, helping with social media. Well, then how do I pay those people? Mm-hmm. With an LLC, I would have to 1099 the person. Yeah. Yeah, you independent know, contractors. and then yeah. on top of that, the taxes you you get hit a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything, I've, anytime you're making over forty or fifty grand a year, you need to really sit and think about how that money is going and how you can protect yourself for tax time. Because forty fifty is kind of when you hit a certain bracket, and now you're starting to really raise flags in terms of what your receipts and your mileage and all those things look like. So as an as right now, yes, I have changed the structure of the business over to an escort. So that's what I was about to ask. So you just kind of started seeing your numbers and figuring out what your end goal was going to be and then you just decided, okay, let me let me go ahead and change it now because mm-hmm. my end goal has changed. So how did that look? Like 
was it hard, you know, switching? Because some people don't know. It's kind of like, I'm going to start out this way, but, oh, my gosh, how hard is it for me mm-hmm. to switch? Well, before you go ahead and answer that, let's go ahead and take a real quick break. So now this thing is going to take a quick break. This is your girl, Terry Shine, And this is your girl, Dr. Lovejoy. Make sure you tune in to our podcast all over it. All right, and we're back. So how was it with transitioning from the LLC to the S-Corp once you decided, okay, my end goal is changing? What did that look like? Um, I sat and I did, a, I did a little bit of research. I said, what, what is the biggest difference between the LLC and the S-Corp? Okay. And it's really partnerships. So with the S-Corp, I'm able to give out shares. So if someone came and said, I want to give you $50,000 to do this, I could make them a partner in the business as a payout. Okay. And so with an LLC, you can't. That's really your sole proprietor. Mm-hmm. With an S-Corp, you can have shares. Now, at this time, I own 100% of the shares. Mm-hmm. And that is fine. There are plenty of S-Corps where there's just one managing partner, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, okay, it's the new year's coming in. Let me turn this over so my bookkeeping and my accounting and my bank statements and everything starts clean. Okay. It's a little more difficult to do it in the middle of the year. If you have an accountant or that's your background, then you can probably navigate that just fine. But when you think of something, you got to give yourself three to six months in advance. So everything that I'm doing now in January and February, I planned that out in September, October. Okay. So mm-hmm. I knew in September or October that we needed to shift some things because I hit a certain dollar number in volume and tax season is going to kill me. So unless I, I start planning, yeah. then I need to be more mindful. Yeah. And it really is just a form. You fill out a form. You mail it to the IRS, and it takes them about six weeks to respond whether or not they approve you to be an S-Corp. So as an LLC, you actually have the option to do sole proprietorship or an S-Corp. So I'm an LLC tax designated as an S-Corp. Okay. 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 So still a one-man show, but I have chosen to be taxed as an S-Corp. And all that really does is because I'm paying myself a salary, I'm paying taxes, I'm mm-hmm. a W-2 employee of my own business. Yeah. And then whatever's left of the money at the end of the year or however I want to do it, I can pay myself out as with my shares or I can leave it in the business, but I would pay taxes on it with a different bracket. Because remember, there's a salary that's been deducted from the amount of income okay. the mm-hmm. business That makes sense. Oh, wow. So you get that double tier there, mm-hmm. and it's not cost beneficial until you hit a certain dollar amount. Mm. Because if you're only making 20 grand, then you're really not saving yourself anything because of all the fees and the different things you have right. to pay into the escort. So generally, if you're making 40 to 50 or more, then you want to get with an accountant or you want to decide whether or not an escort for taxation purposes might be worth it, but you got to pay yourself a salary. Mm-hmm. So that means you got to get a payroll company involved. And now yeah. you're paying Pay you know, more money. Now you're paying out. more wow. money coming out. So <laughs> it's, it's something you just have to think about what's your end goal. And it helps put a little pressure. All right. Now I got to yeah. make 50 grand. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna in order to money. pay. Yeah. Not going to make it right. So now I have to make, okay, well then now what do I do next? What do I do next? It kind of domino effects. Yeah. And it gives you, um, well, with this information here, it's, it's now we can prepare. 
ourselves yeah, like mm-hmm. for what we want to do because yeah. mm-hmm. you know just jumping in into it just like okay i just want to sell a bunch of houses and that's it and you don't really think about everything else that comes into effect. Mm-hmm. It's like those proofs that you used to do in math, like way back in the day, where <laughs> you have this. You start with the answer uh-huh. or the end, and then and you have to work, work your, your way, way back. back. You right, yeah. right. It's kind of like you gotta know the big picture and your destination and where you're going, and mm. then you are able to work backwards almost. Would you say it's kind of right. like that? It's exactly like that. Okay. Um, if you don't know where your end goal is, mm-hmm. you don't know what move you're making right now, where it's going to lead. You. right yeah. and it stops it stops you from doing things mm-hmm. or it encourages you to do stuff because all right well i have to make a certain amount of money i can't spend 300 dollars right now right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean but at the same time if if your goal is not a certain thing then it may say yeah i'm gonna that 300 dollars watch is great that's what mm-hmm. i want yeah you know right or do you want to take the $300 and invest it back in the business? So when I make purchases, I, I stop myself and I say, I have a possible tax deduction. <laughs> <laughs> am I going to spend it on this or mm-hmm. am I going to put it back in the business? Because I could spend $300 on promotional materials, but that's a write-off. So it's actually valued at more than $300. Wow. Okay. You know, I see what I'm, you're saying. I'm deducting that from my income. So even though... Is is I don't want to spend it on this class. Mm-hmm. It's tax deductible. So even though it's three hundred, it's actually worth more, because it's gonna make me smarter to earn more business. But when I write it off, it's deducting my income before I pay taxes on it. So it's three hundred plus tax. So whenever you talk about it from like just the tax perspective, like that, I assume you consult with the CPA. You have a background to kind of say, here is my parameters to what can be written off to what can be deducted. I mean, I know you can go out and yes, you can Google and research, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. instilling those relationships with an individual to, to help you better understand what's, what you can do in your personal to help with your business. Yes. And learning that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And find a CPA, and it doesn't even have to really be someone local. You need mm-hmm. a CPA that just listens. Okay. Mm-hmm. The power of listening, because if they don't know you, mm-hmm. they're not going to understand how your business is going to run or how to set you up properly. Okay. Um, so, you know, find the CPA, or if you have a friend, I barter a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> service for service. Service for service. Yes. I will <laughs> I'm let, so you know, with that. I'll pay you for lunch if you come out and listen to what I have to say, and then I'll take care of you here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I'll help you out there. Or, you know, everyone has strengths and weaknesses, so you figure if, if you can learn how to pinpoint those things, a lot of the best things are free. You can find out what you need without having to um, spend a ton of money. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. That's some good information. Thank you. So, um, you, I'm assuming that you bartered this inf- <laughs> some of this information from mm-hmm. uh, a good CPA and <laughs> friend, and you do recommend that that's I do. the route to go. I think your very first year, you need to be heavy on the research. Mm-hmm. Um, that is such a big tool. I would research, 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 and then I would find someone to confirm or deny what I read. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Don't go in blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and you will you you'll pick it up real quick if you go in and you ask certain questions and they don't really understand. Mm-hmm. That's not the CPA for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, and there's times I walk in and I walk in with more information than the person who's consulting me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a problem because I want I don't want to be the most informed person in the room. I never want to be the most informed person. I want to be wrong sometimes Mm -hmm. because that means I'm learning something and I'm growing. And a lot of the stuff that I've come through is is just from that. Mm -hmm. Going and hanging out with people and doing things and people just talking, networking. Mm -hmm. Even I get so much information from a networking event. (laughs) And I say, what do you mean? What do you do? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm a CPA. Oh, what do you specialize in? Okay. Oh, I I do accounting. I do taxes. Mm -hmm. You heard that new tax law, and now they're <laughs> explaining to me the tax law, and it's nice. coming, and and that's nice how finesse. you do it. Yeah. And you, you need to go out there and do stuff like that. You need to network. You need to learn from people who have different fields than you. Mm-hmm. I don't network anything real estate related. I know what I need to know about housing. I could look mm-hmm. that up. I have the tools. I want everyone else to tell me what's going on. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's and smart. share information <laughs> with me. Yeah. So. Well, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of uh, networking real estate either, you know. Um, I would rather learn some more information. And, mm-hmm. like, when I'm in my classes, you know, I talk to other people while I'm doing CE, and I network with that. But if I'm going to a networking event, mm-hmm. I want it to be something other than real estate. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, you have some really, really great insight yeah, for us. Absolutely. So what would be your advice for, I mean, I know you've kind of said that we've all established that you don't have money when you're starting in this <laughs> yeah. business. Mm-hmm. So what if somebody absolutely is just not ready to form a business? They don't have the, you know, $100 or whatever it takes to form, like, should they, are their real estate dreams just dead at that point, or can they continue? Can they operate without yeah, like, an LLC? Or yeah, oh, some few key, some like some few key gems that you can like drop on us. So you can still be an LLC. You can mm-hmm. go and apply for EIN without a business license. Okay. And all that does is give your business a tax number. Okay. And you can still file taxes with an LLC without a business license. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The strongest power that your business license will have is when you're trying to get money from someone else. Okay. Because okay. that's going to establish a certain number of years that you've been in business. Because out of your tax returns, how else do you really prove that you've been in business? Right. right. So that's what the business license is for. But if you're starting and you have no money, you do not have to apply for the business license. Okay. You can move forward with your LLC. Go ahead and download all the free apps. Have an an Excel spreadsheet. Track all your expenses. Separate out. Because when I first started, I did it like that. I, you know, I didn't open up the business license right away. Okay. I had the LLC for tax purposes, and I actually went and opened a SunTrust free checking account. (laughs) And that is just where I put all my commissions in. Okay. Okay. And then I would just withdraw when I wanted or needed money. I didn't even transfer it. I just withdrew it cash. Okay. And then I would deposit it into my account however mm-hmm. I needed it. But that was one way to track where my money was going 
and I didn't pay bills out of that account. Mm-hmm. So I okay. wasn't commingling. Nothing yeah. was going in. The only thing coming out of that free checking account was my monthly fee, and I was putting in my commission in there. Okay. okay. So you can still keep it separate without foregoing, you know, without putting out a ton of money. Okay. And there's, there's free stuff out there. You just got to finesse it. Nice. Okay. Well, that's yeah. great. Well, thank you for all your great information. Yeah, that we thank you for practice. being here with us today. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, and also, I wanted to say, since you guys got on me earlier, I forgot with my hectic uh, week, I did take some CE this <laughs> week. You did? <laughs> I did. I, I forgot that I said I was going to take two classes, but I, it, yeah, so I took um, one on appraisals and uh, home inspections. Mm-hmm. So we actually went out to a home mm-hmm. with a company that does appraisals and inspections, and they split the time, you know, an hour and a half doing inspections and an hour and a half doing appraisals. So oh, nice. there, I was productive. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll call it a wrap today, guys. It was a great, uh, yeah. great um, show. Yeah. Got some useful information. Um, Michelle, how can any one of our listeners possibly find you do you, what's your ig what's your handle i am at truly residential and that truly is spelled t-r-u-l-e-e mm-hmm. and you can find me anywhere you can google <laughs> <laughs> i'll pop right up instagram facebook everything's right under truly residential and you can always give me a call at 678 824-2996 perfect thank you so much thank and you. so we are going to call that a wrap um, so today we went over uh, minding your business getting that uh, LLC and uh, seeing if you want to uh, change it over to S Corp mm-hmm. um, using your EIN getting that bank account set up mm-hmm. and uh also, also, uh, follow up with a, C- C- a CPA, correct? That's mm-hmm, the yeah. correct term. Follow up with a CPA. Do your research first and then follow up and confirm information. And network, network, network. Yes. <laughs> so I think that sums that up pretty much. Yep. Yeah, so we'll call that a wrap. Rochelle. Until then, you are listening to Now Listing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you.